welcome to Psychotic September, where I look at the Psycho franchise. First up is the 1960 Hitchcock classic that I have seen many, many times, including once with a live orchestra, well, a half orchestra at least, which was an interesting experience to say the least. So also about the history of this movie, or the backstory of this movie. Well, first up, this was based off a book by Robert Block, written in 1959. And as the story goes, Alfred Hitchcock saw this book on bookstands at an American airport and bought it and pretending he landed in Britain. He knew this was his next movie. Of course, this book is based, loosely based off of the murders of Ed Gein, as Block only lived 35 miles away from his house and the events. Ed Gein is also inspiration for Leatherface, as in case you didn't know it, Ed Gein had made mass of human flesh, including one of his mother's head. He also had lampshades and various furniture made of various bones of the, of the human body and other disgusting items. One or two changes were made from the book, such as the, the it was moved to California from Wisconsin. Also, Norman Bates was changed from a short, pudgy 40-year-old man with thick, round-rimmed glasses to a 20-something with matinee idol looks. Also, Mary Crane became Marianne Crane in the movie, and her death was changed from getting stabbed to death in a shower from a beheading. People have asked me why Hitchcock filmed this in black and white and not in colour. Well, the story goes, Hitchcock thought it would be too gory in colour, and black and white would have added a little touch of class. The truth is, being the studio was losing trust in Hitchcock as his previous movies failed to bring in big box office bucks. So he had to do this movie on a very small budget, most of which came from his own pocket, and he had to use his TV crew from his TV show, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, to film it. So all in all, this movie cost less than $1 million and made $32 million back, cementing Hitchcock as a master of suspense and Psycho as a bona fide classic. So with that, it's on with the show, starring Anthony Perkins, Vera Mills, John Gavin and Janet Lee, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. The plot, a 30-something-year-old office worker steals $40,000 and drives halfway across America to be with her boyfriend. However, tired and lost, she books into the Bates Motel for a night, where she meets the owner, Norman, a nervous 20-something with an overbearing mother. Uh, she looks back at what she did and decides to take it back, going for a very fateful shower. Her sister shows up days later, looking for her. Uh, can she find out what happened to her sister, or is she next to poor Mrs. Bates's knife? So the movie opens up with the great Bernd Herrmann score, which was lifted from, or as the composer put it, homaged in The Animator. You homage my ass, this is a blatant rip-off. And then we have Saul Bass's classic, yet simple titles. We then see downtown Phoenix, Arizona, as it pan as the camera pans and zooms into the hotel room, which Hitchcock wanted to be a helicopter shot, but due to how much it was going to cost and the lack of equipment, he settled for a pan and zoom. As the camera goes into the hotel room, we meet Marianne Crane, played by Janet Lee, in a shocking for the time of white bra, and her lover Sam Lewis, played by John Gavin. And yes, this is where Carpenter got the name from for Dr. Loomis in Halloween. As they discuss the state of their relationship and how she wants more. However, he says he can't as he is in too much debt. John Gavin was reportedly gay and almost threw up after kissing Janet Lee, 
Whenever that is true or not, Hitchcock wasn't pleased with his performance when I saw Ailton and I thought he was nothing but a block of wood. So going back to her office, Marion, by the way, spots the infamous uh, Alfred Hitchcock cameo as the man on the street. As her co-worker, played by Pat Hitchcock, Hitchcock's actual daughter, if the boss has returned from a business meeting. So the boss comes in with a loud mouth, splashing his cash about as he pulls out a wad of cash and $40,000 worth. So Marion feigns a headache and decides to steal it to make her make-believe life with Sam a reality. Back in her flat, we see Marion is now wearing a black bra, symbolising the fact she has now unpure as she has done something wrong. She packs her bags and heads off to be with Sam in California. Driving out of town, she overhears Sam's voice in a voiceover, then drives into her boss with the loudmouth drunk and just continues on. That night, she parks a car in a layway as she almost fell asleep at the wheel. She is awakened by a cop who quizzes her why she didn't just book a room in any of the hotels in the area, with her saying she didn't intend to fall asleep for that length of time. According to the behind the scenes, Hitchcock was deadly afraid of policemen, as when he was a child, his father had him placed in a jail cell overnight. So the cop balls Marion, thinking something is amiss, to a news car salesman, where she forced buys a new car in cash. And yes, that's the same car as seen in Halloween H2O. She drives off, hearing a voice over from the salesman and the cop, then later from her boss and co-worker. Then the loudmouth, all the while a smirk appears on her face as she continues to drive. So much, much later that night, during a rainstorm, she pulls into the Bates Motel for the night as she meets shy, stuttering Norman Bates, played by Anthony Perkins, who, according to the Tab Hunter documentary, was actually gay and was in fact his lover for several years. And in fact, he sadly died of AIDS in 1992. So the two sit and have supper of sandwiches and milk as Marion asks him about the motel and living with his mother, which Norman brought up earlier. After quizzing him one time too many, he snaps with the infamous line, We go a little mad sometimes. Unfortunately for Marion, all the questions have set off Mrs. Bates, and while in a cleansing shower after realising she stepped into a trap of her own doing, she has to go back and take the money back and face up to what she's done. It's in the shower she gets stabbed to death by mother, as the famous strings play. According to Janet Lee, this took seven days to shoot and up until her death she never showered again. Also, she had to lay there perfectly still as the camera zoomed from her eye and then panned across the room into the bedroom, which took over 20 takes. As she didn't have time to get used to the contact lenses, she had to lie there perfectly still and not blink nor move her iris. Also, she wasn't actually nude. However, she wore a moleskin bikini and a nude scene was done by a life model. So Janet Lee was the latest in a long line of blondes as Hitchcock had a thing for atomic blonde as most of his leading ladies were blonde such as Tibby Hedron. So once the murder is over, Norman discovers the body, so cleans up and removes the body, placing it in the trunk of the car, which he sinks in the swamp behind a motel. Right here, Hitchcock switches the movie from Marion to Norman, as this was the first in a very long line of movies that killed off the star halfway through the movie, and indeed was homaged in Scream, a movie I covered last week, in the Drew Barrymore death at the very start. Little known fact here, Jeanette Nolan is one of several voices for Mrs. Bates. One thing about the shower scene, why didn't she lock the door? 
Also, according to the behind the scenes, this was the first time in American film history we get to see a toilet being flushed. Also, what else about the shower scene? Is it me or does Janet and Jamie Lee have the same bloody well scream? <laughs> also, the blood was chocolate syrup and not what I thought for years, which was black ink. And so, an iconic horror scene is born and every horror film with its salt copies this infamous shower scene. So days later, Marion's sister Lila, played by Vera Mills, hunts down Sam and asks him if he has seen Marion. Just then, a private detective, Arbogast, played by Martin Balsam, barges in, quizzing Lila and Sam about Marion. A montage later of Arbogast checking all the hotels in the area, and he finally finds the Bates Motel. It's here he meets and quizzes Norman about Marion, which Norman stutters, saying he's never heard of her nor seen her. It was Anthony Perkins' idea for Norman to be eating hard candy and thought this was a great little quirk. Not believing Norman, of course, he sees Mrs Bates in an upstairs window so calls Lila to tell, him about the, tell her about the Bates Motel. Going back to check out the house, he sneaks in and gets killed by Mrs Bates with a slash to the face and then fall down the stairs backwards and then finished off with a few stabs at the bottom of the stairs. By the way, that is Martin Balsam sat in an office chair as the camera is attached to him, and all he is doing is, is getting pulled back, back down the stairs backwards by a cable. So hours later, Sam and Lila decide to check out the base hotel. So Sam goes off to check the motel himself, finding it empty, as Norman is again out back sinking Abagasi's car. He returns to Lila, so the two go off to the sheriff's, and it's here they find out Mrs Bates has been dead for years, and Norman lives alone and almost hermit. So hanging up the phone, Norman moves Mrs Bates' body to the fruit cellar with her arguing with him all along the way. The next day after church, Lila and Sam check out the motel, checking in as man and wife with suspicious Norman watches them as they check in. So after Norman walks away, Lila checks room number one, the room that Marion had, and checking out the room, Lila finds a small piece of paper which Marion had written on earlier of a sum of $40,000. So Lila checks out the house as Sam tries to keep Norman busy. However, Norman struggles with Sam and knocks him out with a candy box tin. Just as Lila finds Mrs Bates in the fruit cellar, returning her chair to reveal a dead, decayed body. So screaming and screams come behind her as Norman runs down the stairs, dressed as his mother with a butcher knife in hand. So Sam, Sam stops him just in time by disarming him. According to the behind the scenes, Mrs. Bates' corpse was picked out due to the loudness of Janet Lee's scream as Hitchcock played a joke on her every single day with a new dummy in her makeup chair. It's down to the local shrink to explain what happened that Norman and Mrs. Bates are one and the same person, also that he killed his mother a decade earlier. It then shows Mrs. Bates sitting on a chair as a policeman hands her a blanket. As she narrates that if she will sit still and not even kill a fly, that they will know it was normal all along and she was innocent as the camera holds on her grinning face with a skull superimposed over his face. The camera then shows the car getting removed from the swamp as credits roll. So that was Alfred Hitchcock's greatest movie and a bona fide classic, a horror icon, if one ever ever saw one, with a shock twist ending that no one saw coming at the time. And a horror icon is born in Mrs. Bates. A great, almost perfect movie from the master of horror himself. A 9 out of 10 and a how to do a horror movie on a budget. 
or just do a horror movie full stop. So come back next week for cycle two, and don't get to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pods, and email me Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. So don't forget, mother knows best, and a boy's best friend is his mother. A bye.